Hey there, and welcome to the North County Beat. This is a podcast by The Coast News that comes out every other week. Today is Friday, May 1st. I'm Kelly Kyle. And I'm Ryan Wold. The past few weeks have been full of updates on coronavirus, then updates about the updates, then updates about those updates, making already confusing times that much more confusing. And just when you thought it wasn't confusing enough, there was a change. That's why today we're going to walk you through those changes and hopefully provide some clarity. Before we dive in, we want to shout out a sponsor of the North County Beat. Cox Communication offers high-quality Gigablast internet services that help families stay online as schools and offices remain closed. Get more information at cox.com. First things first, let's address the elephant in the sand, the drama surrounding all of these beach reopenings. Some counties, including San Diego County, allowed city beaches, not to be confused with state beaches, to reopen last week for active use. However, there was a bit of a situation in Orange County over the weekend. More than 50,000 people weary from being cooped up at home headed to the beaches in Huntington and Newport, according to lifeguards. Since are packing beaches in the middle of this pandemic, going against health experts' wishes. When you look at those images that we just showed, it looks like it's going to be quite difficult encouraging people to have greater social distancing. So on Thursday, California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered a hard close for beaches in Orange County only reiterating the need to follow social distancing guidelines. My job as governor is to keep you safe. And and when our health folks tell me they can't promise that if we promote another weekend like we had, then I, I have to make this adjustment. The San Diego coastal mayors originally planned to open their beaches at the same time, but the county's orders came as a bit of a surprise. So only beaches that were ready ended up reopening last week. In North County, Encinitas and Oceanside opened city beaches for activities like surfing, swimming, and exercising. However, Encinitas did already have to close part of their shoreline temporarily after a shark attacked a surfer at Moonlight Beach on Wednesday. The surfer sustained only minor injuries. Now it's time to check in with the coronavirus case numbers regionally. At the time of this recording in San Diego County, we're looking at just over 3,500 cases and 124 deaths. There have also been close to 2,000 recoveries so far. Starting today, the county has made it mandatory to wear a face covering in public to reduce the risk of spreading coronavirus. At the same time, they've also cleared cities to reopen parks and golf courses and to allow boating with the proper social distancing measures. We have done a good job as a region uh, in flattening the curve and buying ourselves time to build up our capacity but we do not want to throw away all of that progress uh, by losing our focus as we begin to move forward. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. At the state level, Governor Newsom revealed his long-term plan to reopen non-essential businesses and other services. This includes phased reopenings and will require businesses to follow certain safety rules until a coronavirus vaccine is available. And it could be months until large gatherings like conferences and concerts are permitted again. Newsom also announced efforts to assist with childcare including pop-up childcare facilities around the state and an online portal to show the facility nearest you. By now, many of us understand that in order for things to reopen, there are rules we're gonna need to follow, like wearing your face masks and staying six feet away from others. While these rules can seem frustrating at times, health experts say there's a reason they're in place. Kelly spoke with Dr. Maddie Slater, a local doctor focusing on infectious diseases, to learn more about why the orders exist and what may happen if we stop following them too soon. 
we're getting into the phase of how to reopen, uh-huh. when to reopen, what that looks like. I think people are at a point where they're like, well, we don't know how serious this is anymore. And uh-huh. I, I haven't gotten it. Hospitals aren't overwhelmed. How are we really doing? We're fighting an invisible enemy. And without it having the impact that it it can have and has had in other places, it's hard to grasp the reality of it. And really, you know, to modify your lifestyle significantly and feel like some of your freedoms are taken away and and these kind of things for the sake of something that hasn't impacted us quite as heavily because of the good job we've done with the public health so far, um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for everyone. And there can be fatigue in that, and I totally understand that. But, um, you know, I do think that we are definitely not out of the woods and it is because of this stay-at-home order that we have have been fortunate not to have the impact that Italy and New York saw. Are we entering this weird place where yes we can reopen but we're still at risk and how do you how do you balance that? It's um, sort of testing the waters. It's opening places back up but we do have to keep diligent keep up our due diligence with our sanitary measures, our mask wearing, our distancing, um, you know, having hand sanitizer at every, you know, all of these places. And meanwhile, wearing masks um, to keep it safe as, you know, we're waiting for um, more of the science to come through and vaccine development. We shouldn't feel unsafe um, that, you know, we are going to have to test the waters at some point, And we are looking at the data in order to figure out when it's safe to do so. But with the caveat that we have to keep looking extremely closely at case numbers and what happens as we um, take these measures. As citizens, we can't let our guard down thinking, oh, it's open, everything's fine. It's We still have to keep up these, these measures of um, keeping ourselves safe. The beaches have reopened in some cities. So what are some ways that we can use those responsibly and, you know, prevent any spread? If you are going to partake in beach activities, which, it, you know, it, it has been sort of a scattered response. Some beaches are open, yeah. some are. No matter what the rules are in any of these beaches, I think for all of us to keep in mind that social distancing needs to continue at the beach. Touching through contact is not going to happen so much. It's going to be more airborne. So you really have to be sure to be maintaining distance. Can you kind of reiterate the importance or the function of a face mask? So out in public, to reduce the transmission through the air and also um, in the droplets that then land on places that we touch, the mask serves as source control right at the source. Of, so it's, it's almost presuming that any one of us can be infected because people can be asymptomatic and be infected. And it's to prevent that transmission right at at everyone's source, which is their mouth and nose. So it's mostly preventing you from giving the virus to somebody else, right? Like it Correct. doesn't. Correct. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're wearing it. It's your magic shield that you're prevented from getting it. Not necessarily. So these surgical masks do have. I mean, they're not completely sealed all the way around. It doesn't 
100% protect you from getting exposed to virus because they're, it's not 100% sealed. It, it seems like for the face coverings to be effective, you really do have to have everybody wearing exactly. them. It's a prevention strategy. Okay. And my final question for you I would just be, you know, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of people getting kind of antsy and we get it. We're all a little antsy, but what is your advice to those folks who may say it's not that bad? I want to get out and live my life as normal. Well, I mean, my advice is, is to remember our community at large. Um, I think I, I'm antsy. Oh, yeah. 100% I'm antsy. Um, I'm homeschooling. I, you know, am yeah. Working yeah. and it's um, it's tough, and I get it. I 100% get it. But I think if we all take this as our own personal responsibility for the health of the community, it'll give us a better long-term chance of getting back to our normal lives faster. Because if we don't take responsibility and, you know, oh, everything's open, I'm going to jump back in, I'm not going to care at all about social distancing or hygiene or, you know, monitoring my symptoms, then we're going to be right back to, to where we are now on, on lockdown. You know, if, yeah. if the numbers start going up, back up, and our hospitals are overwhelmed, you know, the only choice at that point is to go back to more stringent measures. So, um, you know, keep that in mind as things open up, continue to maintain some of these practices that we've learned um, to improve public health. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Slater. This was great. Oh, of course. As many closed businesses struggle to make ends meet, federal assistance has been difficult to come by. So now North County shops and restaurants are turning to their local governments for help. San Marcos and Oceanside have stepped up and created economic stimulus programs, offering loans and immediate relief to help businesses survive this extended shutdown. Carlsbad is in the final stages of planning for their own proposal, with the potential for up to $5 million in low or no interest loans being offered to local businesses. Details should be finalized in the coming week. Recently, some local businesses have been finding ways to use their services to keep people safe and to support healthcare workers. Prior Products in Oceanside has been producing ventilator and IV stands for the CDC, and Vista's Solitube, a lighting and ventilation company, manufactured 5,000 face shields to donate throughout the county. In Carlsbad, restaurant Casero Takira partnered up with Encinitas Ford to donate thousands of burritos to frontline police, fire, and healthcare workers. Before we get on to the second part of today's episode, we've got a quick message for anyone who loves hyper-local journalism and wants to keep it going during these tough times. If you're able to, consider making a donation to The Coast News. You can do so by going to thecoastnews.com and clicking the Donate Here button on the upper left of your screen. Your support is literally what allows our team to continue bringing you the news in these unprecedented times. Anything helps us keep The Coast News going. We thank you for helping us build a stronger North County we appreciate you being here with us. With each day that passes in this new normal, we're starting to see some people get a little frustrated. Last Saturday, April 25th at Moonlight Beach in Encinitas, around 50 people gathered to protest beach closures. This was two days before Moonlight reopened, 
But for some, the protest was about more than just a beach day. Feeding our families is essential. So anybody who's a business owner that's shut down, that they're not letting them open up, and, and uh, what well, they're going to lose their businesses over this. This person asked me not to use his name for the piece. He drove up from Chula Vista to join that protest, advocating not just for the beaches, but for all of the people who have lost their jobs. The economic implications of COVID-19 closures have been tough for a lot of families and businesses, and people are ready to get moving again. We all do want to go back to work. I love my job. I don't like sitting at home. I don't like telling my clients, no, I don't want to, I can't do your hair. That's Tanya Proctor, co-owner of Noni, a hair salon in Encinitas. Her workplace can't reopen until stage three of the four-stage plan from the governor, which leaves her staff out of work for months. I would like to see us be in part of phase two to get back to work in June and July. We will not be able to sustain our lives if we don't go back to work before then. Matthew Zaperlo, owner of Virgin Beer Company in Carlsbad, is also feeling the burn. Virgin has still been able to can beer and arrange pickup orders, but sales are down. No one's buying kegs anymore. For Virgin, at least, that was 80% of our offsite sales were all kegs, and that's completely gone now. With the COVID-19 curve beginning to flatten in California, counties are starting to talk about what reopening might look like. San Diego County Public Health Officer Wilma Wooten said they're close to meeting all five of the federal criteria needed to start easing some of the health restrictions. Their progress in this area, however, depends on our behavior. If we see a trend in the wrong direction of the five metrics because people are not following the health officer order, we can and will dial up again on the order. Just like we saw with the beaches in Orange County, there are certain rules that need to be followed in order to get non-essential services back safely. Now, these beach reopenings are an interesting case. Encinitas Councilman Tony Kranz explained to me that technically, they only comply with the state stay-at-home order when people walk to the coast from their homes. Technically, people aren't supposed to be driving from, say, Carlsbad to Moonlight Beach in Encinitas. That's, that, that would not uh, be strictly in compliance with the stay-at-home order. But because that's difficult to enforce, and the state recognizes that getting outdoors is essential, as long as people stick to their city's health guidelines at the beach, it's okay to be there. Cran says it's a bit of a gray area, which is why when things start to look like they're getting out of hand, Governor Newsom can step in. You know, when you look at the beach activities in Orange County this last weekend, it was pretty clear there were a lot of people uh, traveling a long ways to enjoy the beach. No question he's frustrated with the fact that people don't seem to be complying with the state the stay-at-home order. Understanding the chain of command for these public health orders is challenging, even for government officials, but generally it goes something like this. During the COVID-19 pandemic, it's the state who gets the final say based on their research and data. The governor releases an official public health order, the counties adopt their own versions, and the cities act according to that. Their municipal rules can be stricter than those of the county or state, but they can't be more relaxed. So when the state says non-essential businesses can't open until stage two or three, that creates some unrest for counties looking to get their people back to work sooner. I agree we need to do that staging and, and phasing, but it's, okay, what are those, um, what's the criteria? Jim Desmond is the county supervisor representing much of North County. He finds the governor's reopening criteria unclear 
And he strongly believes it's possible to see businesses like restaurants, salons, and warehouses safely open back up. We've been asked to do many different things as, as a society, as a people, and we've done them, and we've flattened the curve. For the essential businesses, they, they've proven that, you know, that safety measures work. So why don't we start applying that to some of the non-essential businesses and, and move from only what's essential to moving to what's safe. San Diego County can take no action until the state gives the official green light to get non-essential businesses up and running. They can, however, get plans in place for when that day comes. And this is exactly what the county is doing. Desmond compiled nearly 400 reopening plans from North County businesses where they outlined what they would do to intensify their health and safety measures. The county is using those plans and their own research to draft official guidelines. Here's County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. The aim and the goal is, is, is to put in place a series of protocols that will apply consistently across all businesses when they open. And non-essential workers are ready to implement these measures right away. At Noni, Proctor explains that because they're a salon, the stylists have already had to comply with state health and safety guidelines. She even wrote a letter to the governor explaining this. Proctor and her staff are prepared to do whatever it takes to keep clients healthy when they reopen. We want to do the exact same protocol that's being taken before you enter into a doctor's office. The same guidelines as far as sanitation and cleaning and protocol, wearing a mask, having gloves, disposable capes. We want to get face visors to even further that safety for our client. At Virgin, Zaperlo is ready to enforce whatever guidelines the county and state put forth should they be able to reopen the tasting room. Plus, they already have to keep things squeaky clean to preserve the beers. If there's any type of bacteria or anything, it'll throw off all the beers. So uh, breweries are incredibly clean. So and we translate that whole kind of mentality to our tasting room as well. So it'll be a very safe place to go. As to when you'll actually get to go to these places again, well, that's up to the governor to decide based on our own behaviors and the data surrounding COVID-19 cases and testing. Right now, we're in stage one of his plan, and stage two is weeks, not months away, with stage three still months down the line. Until then, just remember, we're all in this together, just in different ways. One final note for today's show. The coronavirus has been hanging over us all for what feels like forever, and things are pretty confusing. But there seems to be some positivity on the horizon. For now, we're all staying home to continue our efforts to keep the curve flat, but it's still okay to daydream about normal life. When I need a pick-me-up, I think about how much I'll enjoy getting a cup of coffee at my favorite coffee shop someday. Or I'll turn my laptop off for a while to read a book or enjoy some of the plants on our patio. Just the thought of it is making me smile. I'm definitely on the same page there, especially with the coffee. Personally, I'm really excited to be able to just lay out on the beach again with my friends and uh, start doing brunch at our favorite spots. Like you said, it's just something to look forward to. It's definitely that little light for me at the end of the tunnel. We also want to ask our listeners out there what you're doing each day to stay positive while sheltering at home. Let us know what's lifting you up by tagging the Coast News on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or send an email to me at ryan at thecoastnews.com. You can also get me at kelly at thecoastnews.com. That's K-E-L-L-I. Kelly and I would love to hear your thoughts and share a few on the next show, so don't be shy. You can catch that episode on Friday, May 15th. That's all we got for you today. Just a reminder that things are changing so rapidly with the coronavirus, so keep checking your city's guidelines for the latest updates. You can also check in with the Coast News COVID-19 resource page for more helpful tools and news stories on the latest developments. Again, that's at thecoastnews.com. We want to thank a few people who helped out with today's episode. Contributing reporters Lexi Brote, Caitlin Steinberg, Steve Petersky, and Samantha Taylor. Our editor-in-chief is Jordan Ingram. 
Our associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm Ryan Wolf. And I'm Kelly Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time.